0: Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, you guys? Jermaine Harrison here. We are back for another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. Um... Frankly, the truth is I'm the only dude on this particular episode. So I'm just going to let uh, our other female guests introduce themselves. So, Hannah, you want to start?
1: Hi, I'm Hannah
2: Spence. I am the Shoreline Women's Coordinator. Hi, I'm Annie Blocker. I am a student at TCA and been going to Monarch for a while now.
3: Love it. My name is Emma Daughter. I am on staff at Watermark serving in Join the Journey, all things Bible reading
0: Let's go, let's go. We 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 thought about bringing on guests all throughout this this um, uh, season of the podcast. We brought on Blake Holmes, a subject matter expert. We brought on Oren Martin, Timothy Atik. And when we were like, man, who else can we bring on that's a subject matter expert? Emma Daughter was the next one on the list.
3: It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it was-
0: we're so glad you're here. Before we jump into the topic that we think she's a subject matter expert in, if you will, we always like to invite you guys guys, the audience, listeners into the conversation to have a seat at the table. If you're watching a video of this, there's actually an empty seat. And so just imagine yourself sitting around the table with us. Today, we're going to start with this icebreaker question for the girls specifically. Girls, what is your biggest ick? Now, if you're listening in the audience and you're like, I've never even heard that before, I've got a solution for you. We have Emma Daughter here. Not only is she a subject matter expert on our topic today, but she's also very close to being in Gen Z. So she is able to explain to us what biggest ick is, and then she'll and then she'll give her answer.
3: Yeah. So essentially the gist is, and Hannah, you you correct me if I'm wrong. You like the guy, you think he's cool, you might be into him but then you see you notice he does this one thing <laughs> and you're out like instantly you you're ick. back you're done you, you, out of there yeah. yeah
0: yeah the the word ick even tells you what it is it's like get away from me i don't I'm no yeah. longer yeah. Yeah. you're repulsed <laughs> Gotta okay. go. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. yeah okay so Emma you start us off all the girls are telling us their biggest ick so you <laughs> tell us yours
3: yeah my ick it's when Guys have long fingernails. <laughs> so like <laughs> so somewhere along the way they lost their nail trimmer in their their fingernails or their toenails start showing more and more of the white, you yes. know, when they grow out. What? I just uh.
0: That's such an interesting like observation to make and go. Ick! Yeah,
1: like, but that I think you're it looking at something. fingernails
0: once or looking at toenails.
3: Once you you can't. You can't you know, <laughs> yeah, you can't see it. And it's like if the guy trims his fingernails, that tells you something about his hygiene, <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's, That's good. A good. That's indicator. good.
0: Helpful advice for the single guys that might be listening: clip your toenails and your fingernails. <laughs> Just trust me, uh-huh. Annie. What's yours?
2: Mine is definitely like skinny jeans. If I see a guy wearing skinny jeans, I'm just like out. I'm completely gone. Like, I just I do not appreciate it or like it at all. It's terrible. That's so that's fair
0: enough. It's interesting how how the fashions change. Like, if yep. we had asked Annie and you were you know your age now, like ten years ago. That would be the biggest, like yes, whatever the opposite of ick is, but now it's the biggest ick. <laughs> that yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Hannah, what's yours?
1: Mine would be guys wearing flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the idea of a sandal. It's definitely just the look that a flip flop has. I'm just like, mm, no, thank you.
0: It's is it the like the, the flip flop thing between the big toe yeah. and the, like, yeah? I can see it. I can see it. What about Crocs or like? Different kinds of flip flops that aren't the between the toe mm. ones. I can
1: handle a croc, but have y'all heard about Croots, Croc boots? No, I've seen them. Definitely out. That. Yeah. <laughs> on
3: <that>. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, I don't have an ick because I, I have a wife. Um, however, if I if we travel back in time to 2017, and I was on an airplane, and I was near the back of the airplane, and my future potential wife was also there. And as soon as the plane landed and the seatbelt sign turned off, if she stood up immediately, I would have been out. She would have maybe been beautiful, loved the Lord, et cetera, et cetera. Guys, you can't exit the airplane before the people who are in front of you. I just don't understand it. If you've done it before, maybe just maybe someone has thought, ick. Mm-hmm. So there you go. All right, um, guys, we're glad to have all of y'all on the podcast today. Now making our smooth transition to our topic <laughs> for the day more important <laughs> matters than our, than our aches. The question of the day um, is why should I? And how do I read my Bible? And we really think that this is a, a helpful conversation to have um, with teenagers, especially those who are followers of Jesus, because we believe that God's word is a source of um, knowing who God is. Like he's truly laid out his character in the, the stories and the people and the, the, the redemption that's brought through Jesus Christ in his word. And so if you want to know God and love God, you need to spend time in His Word, um, mm-hmm. but it's not always that easy. And so we want to help um, answer probably two of the biggest questions um, that a teenager or truly anyone who is considering um, reading the Bible: Why should I read it, and how do I read it? And so, Annie, you want to kick us off asking uh, uh, the first question to Emma?
2: Yes, perfect. First question is just like, why is it that I should be reading my Bible? Sure. Why should you read the Bible? I,
3: I would actually answer that with a question, and it's going to feel super intense. But, Annie, mm-hmm. if I stopped you on the street and I was like, do you want to survive, <laughs> what would you say? Yes. You'd be like, this girl's crazy. Why Why is she asking <laughs> Survive
0: this? what? Like life? Like life. Like mm. If I
3: was like, hey, do you want to survive? Now, I know I don't look like much of a threat, but let's say I looked like The Rock. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, yes, sir, I, I want to survive. And I, I start there. Because Jesus, when he's being tempted by Satan, he quotes Deuteronomy 8, where it says, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And you might be thinking like, okay, but that's figurative language. Of course, I need actual food to survive. But when you think about your life, I'd ask you another question. Do you want to be prepared? Mm -hmm. Right? Like we'd all say, yeah, I want to be prepared for whatever life throws about me, whether it's a bully at school, whether it's a teacher teaching atheism or evolution, like whatever life throws, we want to be prepared. And I'd raise you 2 Timothy 3.16. All scriptures breathed out by God. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, correction, and for training in righteousness so that the man of God might be equipped. And then lastly, I would say, hey, do you want to be successful? Like, sure, bare minimum, we want to survive this life. Uh, we want to be prepared for whatever it throws us, but we want to thrive. And, and that's really the next, I'd say, principle when it comes to why we should read the Bible is mm-hmm. man, I don't just want to live a life that's half good or or a life where I wake up every day and I'm struggling to get through. I wanna I wanna flourish and and find life and joy. And we only find those things when we live our life God's way. We can't know God's way yeah. if we don't know his word.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. That's so good. Um you know when i think about that that question why should i read my bible um i grew up in the church and um my answer if if you would have asked me this question when i was a teenager i would have probably said um because i'm it's what i'm supposed to do right as a christian or um my parents read the bible and so mm-hmm. i'm just going to do what they what they you know, do or what they encourage me to do. And I've just never really like stopped and reflected on what's the importance or what's the value? Why is it important to read my Bible? And maybe that's, that's a question that someone listening should even ask themselves. Like, why do I believe, or why do I think that reading this book will be, will will produce value and, and, and help me in life, Mm -hmm. help me be prepared, survive, thrive, all of the things that you just said. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And you can you can ask that question about anything. Like why do I scroll on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm bored, I'm waiting on something. Maybe it's because I'm procrastinating. For me, sometimes it's like I just want to stay relevant. So I'm I'm on TikTok to know what's what's up, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. But when we ask why we do anything, it reveals a lot about where our heart's at as well.
0: Yeah, that's so yeah. good.
2: That's great. Um, which is this is just our second question is how do I read my Bible? It's a great question. Uh I'm assuming
3: you know how to read, right? (laughs) Yes. What what grade are you in? (gasps) I'm a sophomore. You're a sophomore. You totally know how to Mm -hmm. read. So like there's a difference between reading and studying because you could open Mm -hmm. the Bible and Hannah's got her Bible on the table. She could flip to a random page and read something and not understand, not know what's going on. But she's like, I checked the box. I did it. I read it. Or she could open her Bible and say, I want to meet with God. I want to connect with God. I'm not just doing this to uh, satisfy an expectation or or to tell my small group I read my Bible or to be a good Christian. It's because she'd say, I, I know Hannah would say this, I love God. And when you love somebody, you want to spend time with them. So there's a difference between approaching the Bible to just read the words, what does it say, and read them intentionally.
0: Yeah. As you were, as you were answering that or starting your answer to that, I thought of, um, Psalm 19, which, um, just talks about the, the value and importance of, of God's word. And I love verses seven through nine, because it talks about the different, um, you know, benefits and, and blessings of spending time in God's word. So it says the the, the Bible is perfect. It refreshes your soul. Um, the Bible is trustworthy. It makes you wise. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible, the, the Bible is right. It gives joy to the heart. Um, the Bible is radiant. It gives light to your eyes. The Bible is pure. It endures forever. So like you just hear those, those words, refresh, make wise, give joy, give light endures forever. And it's like, who doesn't want those things? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what the the word of the Lord provides for us. And, and that's why it's so important to um, understand its value in our lives and also to figure out, hey, how do I actually do this? And so, really? yeah, Emma, for you, how do you like... Give us, give us some, I, I I hesitate to say it like this, but like some, some tic, tips and tricks, like from yeah. your own yeah, yeah. experience, Um, how have you like developed your habit or discipline mm-hmm. of spending time in God's word? And, you know, what would you advise the audience? Yeah. Uh,
3: when I started reading the Bible, I was in high school, about ninth grade was when I started really trying to regularly do that. And I would start with the shortest books in the New Testament. <laughs> Because I'm looking at the Bible and I'm like, there's so many pages to get through. Mm -hmm. But if I read shorter books, I could check them off in the table of contents. And that wasn't a that wasn't even like a, I want to check off every book or I have to do that. It just helped me see that I was taking a step when it felt like I wasn't moving forward at all. So it it Mm -hmm. helped me visualize I am disciplining myself to know this book, even though it feels like I've got miles and miles and miles to go. And so I just start with Philippians and read one chapter. I did it when I was in high school at night before bed. I could never do that now, I'd fall asleep. But I would do it in the evenings and I would just go through, okay, what observation? What do I notice? Who, what, when, where, why? Ask those questions, who's speaking, what's happening, what's repeated? When does this occur? Where is this set? Why did they say whatever? And I'd always make sure my observation could be matched with a verse number. So if you're you're starting to draw conclusions, what does this mean? Not an observation. Mm -hmm. But then you move in. Once you make your list of observations, ask, okay, what does this mean? What did it mean then? What does it mean now? And what's always true about God or people? And then lastly, how can I live differently because of what I've read? And I think that question is really what helped me uh, connect with God because it allowed me to see my sin uh, and see him more clearly because we can never respond to the scriptures without the power of, of God's spirit. So if I'm just trying to check a box, I'm missing that, that piece. But if I go through those questions, I'm ensuring that I'm sitting down to connect with the Lord and respond rather than just learn a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. That's so good. And y'all might have some things to add there, but as you were talking, like what I thought about is, um, Man, everyone wants to hear from God. Like, if someone is like, "Hey, I wish I could have a conversation with the Creator of the universe," I would ask them this, ask him this, or I would, uh, you know, hear his thoughts on this topic or whatever else it might be. And like, I just want us to stop and think for a moment. You know, all of our listeners and us, like, we have the very words of God, like breathed out by um, him. The, the person of the Holy Spirit leading uh, holy men of God mm-hmm. to to write down the words of God of, of God for us about what God is like and uh, what the world was um, what it is, what went wrong and how and how Jesus came to, to 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 bring resolution and restoration and how we are to live in line of and like like we just lose sight of that like awe and wonder of like whoa that's not just a book on uh, on the table. It's not just a book on my shelf. This is the very words of God, like to me, like I should, I should be running to read the Bible, like to just hear from God, like those are his very words. But so often that's just not my my heart mm-hmm. posture or my desire at all. And so, um, I say all of that to say, as you were sharing your, your thoughts of observation and what does this mean and how should I live? I think one of the additions or, uh, encouragements I would give to the audience that I practice is like, before I read the Bible, I always say, um, the, the same prayer and I think it's I think it's a verse. I don't even I can't remember where the verse is, but um, it's somewhere in Psalms. But it's uh, open my my eyes so that I may behold wondrous things um, inside of your law. And mm-hmm. so just like um, preparing your heart, like I'm not just reading a textbook. I'm not just reading, a you know, a young adult fiction book like this is the very words of God. Like, God, help me to see um, you. And to see myself rightly, because of you, because of what I read in this in your word, and so I think that kind of helps my heart um, be prepared to to oh, yeah. learn, to observe, and to and to apply. That's so, excellent. yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I also just feel like the more that the more that we read the Bible, like the more we want to read the Bible, totally, and the more it like gets easier to read the Bible. And so at the beginning, I think it's more of like it can seem like more of a discipline, but the more that, like, you become disciplined with it, like, the easier it gets and, like, the more our heart desires to, like, hear from God every day.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point that I'm curious where y'all's thoughts are. I think part of the, the struggle with most Christians who struggle to read the Bible is that um, They might be waiting for this desire mm-hmm. that is like, man, if I only woke up and felt like, oh, man, I can't wait to get into if I only had the 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 enough desire, then I would get, begin the discipline. And like what I heard you saying just now and is like, um, even if you don't have that desire, pray for it but start with the discipline. And, um, the truth is that the the desire will follow. Like, as you said, like it'll get easier the more you do it. And I think that that's such a, a good word and reminder.
2: Yeah. There's also like, I mean, like there's always going to be times where you just don't feel like reading it though, even the more you read it. And so something that I feel like has helped me a lot is days when I'm just like, tired or overexhausted or I just am like simply don't feel like reading my Bible is like before I go into reading my Bible, just like telling that to the Lord and being like right now, I just like don't feel like I want to do this a lot right now. And so like, would you still like give me a heart to desire more of you and also just teach me through your word um, and just through this? It's so, so good. I, uh, I used to hate reading the Bible which is so
3: funny now because I read the Bible and teach the Bible all day long for my full-time job. And when I was in, in high school, eighth grade going into the ninth grade, I had this realization that as believers, that's supposed to be an enjoyable thing. And to me, it felt like homework. Like I was like, I hate school. It's hard for me. I hate homework. Reading the Bible feels like homework. I know I'm not supposed to hate this, but the lines are getting blurry. And I just began to pray even if my quiet time was reading just a singular verse, I would just pray, God, would you help me love your word? Would you help me want to do this? Like I'd come really honestly before God and say, I, I don't like this. Would you help me want to? And now you fast forward, what, 15 years, and I'm sitting in the fruit of God coming through on that answered prayer. And, and so I, I love that you're praying that, Annie, because God loves that prayer. Like, he'll answer it. And I'd encourage anybody listening, if that's you, like reading the Bible is hard for you. Just start praying that prayer. Maybe that's your first mm-hmm. first step. God, I I don't like doing this. Would you change my heart? Would you help me want to?
1: Yeah. To go off what Emma just said, and all of y'all touched on it, I just want to say it very clearly. Like part of how do I read my Bible is prayer. Reading your Bible is communing and talking mm-hmm. with the Lord. And so the first step in that is opening your heart to receive His word and learn something from it and just be like, Lord, what do you want me to know as I open your word and show me how I should live in light of that? And that kind of sets the heart posture for you to be able to receive from him to abide in his word. And he says, when we do abide, we will bear much fruit um, and he will show us um, where there's life and where there's joy. Um, In Psalm 16, it says in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And so in his presence is in his word is in prayer with him. And so the how leads to results, which is getting to enjoy the presence of God.
0: So good. Um, as you both were sharing just now, Hannah and, and Annie, the question that came to my mind is like, okay, Emma, help us out here. You said that when you were in high school, the way you started out your your Bible reading journeys, you just read the shortest books, you know, the <laughs> shorter, shortest books of the Bible, and then you checked it off or, uh-huh. or whatever it was. Um and I, I can imagine that there's also many listeners out there who just go, okay, I hear what y'all are saying about the why and, you know, how I should read it, but like, um, give us, you know your suggestions of you know where do I even start how do I know what to read I know there's this this I know Genesis is like the beginning of the Bible and everything's perfect then it wasn't and then Revelation is lots of weird things going on and so what's what's all in between how do I make sense of it how do I know like where to start
3: yeah I mean okay making sense of the Bible uh you want like Bible overview or you want like great first book to read both okay Bible overview. God creates everything. Genesis 1 through 3, chapter 3. Adam and Eve mess it up. Sin enters the picture. In the whole rest of the scriptures, is God desperately trying to get his people back and his people running from him over and over and over again. So you see him raise up broken people like Abraham. And Abraham Makes some mistakes. Like he's not a perfect guy. And you get to the end of Genesis and Abraham's family has grown. God's keeping some promises, but there's still a ton of sin. This family gets pretty big. They end up in Egypt. That's Exodus. God frees them from slavery. Once again, we see the sin and the broken people. You keep going and there's just this pattern of God looking around for individuals who want to serve him. And he raises them up and they disappoint they fail over and over again. You see that with David when you get to First and Second Samuel. You see that with David's sons in First and Second Kings. And the whole story is people who get it wrong. So as you read the Bible, it's relatable. We fail all the time. Whether you're failing a test in school, you're disobeying your parents, you leave out a friend, we fail. The characters in the Bible fail. But the beautiful part is that we see God use them despite those failures. So you get to the New Testament, And now Jesus steps on the scene and he shows us what it's like for a person to live and and not fail. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And from then on, we just see what does it look like for God's people to live in the light of the gift Christ has offered us. That's the whole Bible. So when it comes to, hey, where, where should I start? Most commonly, people say, start with the book of John. You're going to learn a lot about Jesus. You're going to learn a lot about his heart for the world and for people. Uh, some say, Hey, start with one chapter a day. So just read John one for some of you that may be too long. Maybe it's, I'm going to read 15 verses a day. I have to recommend join the journey because that's, <laughs> you better, that's the, uh, that's the Bible plan I use and the ministry I serve in. You can go to join and jump in with us. I think when this airs, we'll be in first Kings. Uh, is is my guess which could be a tough place to spot to start <laughs> mm-hmm. but if you're into wars and battles and
0: and interesting names
3: interesting names gonna and be great. crazy chaos mm-hmm. it might be right up your alley
0: that's so good i love that um this week on our team uh, our students team we were joking and saying and just having a conversation of like man if there was one book of the bible if every other the book of the bible somehow Got destroyed, except one book. Mm-hmm. Um, which which book would you pick? And every everyone who was in the conversation, except one person, picked the book of Romans, and Classic. this person who was like, uh, no, it's something else, picked the, the gospel of John. Yeah, and you know, the reasoning, you know, for the gospel of John is you clearly see who Jesus is, and mm-hmm. you know, understanding his love and his sacrifices probably the most important thing um, that you could understand if you if you couldn't understand anything else. But the majority of us pick the Book of Romans um, just because it really is summarizes yeah, sin, mm-hmm. salvation, the sovereignty of God and how we are to live. And so uh, I think both of those are, are great recommendations. The Book of Romans probably a little bit, a little bit tougher to understand some parts mm-hmm. of it. So you might need some, some commentary or some uh, other subject matter experts to help you with it. But those are two great yeah. places um, to start. Other pick, thing-
3: a, pick a good translation. Yeah. If you pick King James, it's going to be harder. (laughs) Like, what do you use?
0: Um, I personally read the NIV during my quiet time, devotional time. Um, Our church watermark Mm -hmm. on Sundays and at the porch, uh, whoever is teaching is usually using the English standard version, ESV. Um, Another version that I would highly recommend that I typically teach from to junior high and high school students is the new living translation. So, that's good you know, one. I feel like all of those kind of, uh, uh, are, are helpful, understandable and palatable translations for the, the common person. So that's good. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? You guys have any suggestions of where have you started or what have you done when you are um, trying to pick a plan for reading through God's word?
2: Um, I just recently, actually this morning, um, finished Psalms. Uh, I've been reading that for a while now. Um, and I think like it's like kind of shorter. And so I think during the season of life I was going through when I started that, um, like shorter and pondering on it longer Mm -hmm. was more like helpful for me during that time. And, um, and I just, I feel like the Lord just has so much to say through that book. Um, and I just learned so much about the way that he's like, has perfect power, but also like loves us so intentionally. And that like combination of his character is just like so sweet and cool to learn about. So I've really been enjoying that book. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, Psalms is typically
1: one that I recommend or go to quite often, especially if I'm going back to the idea of being disciplined and desire. Oftentimes when I'm like, Lord, I am lacking a bit of desire, I'll sit in the Psalms because I think it so beautifully depicts his character and his love and his steadfastness over and over again, and also depicts um, David and some of the other authors just like in the worst of their worst. Um, crying out to God. And that to me is a sweet reminder that helps cultivate more desire um, to run after the Lord, even when I don't really feel like it, because I see other people being like, man, this is a tough season, or I am just in the ugliness of sin right now. And yet the Lord is still chasing after them, showing them his love, and they know and understand it and come back to him and lay it out before them. And they're like, hey, this is where I'm at, and yet you still love me and pursue me, and that oftentimes promotes more desire in my heart and to read His Word.
0: I love that. Um, one last question, and then we'll wrap up. I, c- yeah. I came to my my man as 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 you guys were sharing as well, um, and really the question comes from: Hey, if we're answering the the why and the the how. Um, and we've also given some some good advice of places to start. Oh, one more place to start, I would recommend um the book of Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Um, good one. I've done that before where I've read a proverb a day for 30 days. Um, they say that it takes 30 days to to form a habit. And so if if you want to to form the habit of getting into God's word and you don't know where to start, or you want to just honestly just build up the discipline and like do what Annie was talking about of like doing something and by doing it, your desire grows. I think that's a great place to start book of Proverbs. Um, But the question I was going to ask all three of y'all as we wrap up is how do you stay consistent like um, when your schedule fluctuates or when you're, um, you know, you have different things going on in the morning or maybe you don't feel like reading the Bible yeah. or just in different, or you're out on vacation and, you know, your normal routines are, are, you know, are messed up or it's summer or whatever it might be. How would you guys answer that question? How to um, stay con- consistent with reading God's word?
1: I can start us. You got it. Um, For me, it's always very helpful to have a plan of what I'm going to read and to have a time and place that I will read it. And what works best for me is in the morning because my mind is clear. Other things aren't getting in the way. If I wait till later in the day, I'll get home. All my roommates are home. I want to hang out and talk with them. But if I get up early, have a plan for what I'm going to read, have a place in my house that's quiet and I won't be interrupted, I will then be able to spend time with the Lord, um, and be undistracted. And if I do that repetitively, it becomes easier and easier because I know that's my routine and rhythm now is to get up at that same
2: time and go to that same place every day.
0: good. Yeah.
2: Um, for me, I usually do it at night before I go to bed. Um, I prefer to do it in the mornings, but I have morning practice. And so that doesn't always happen at school. Um, but Something that like the Lord has taught me, because a lot of times I'll have like just finished homework and feel like tired and like don't want to do it, is just that like nothing is better than Him. And so that's just been like the biggest encouragement to me this year and like the busyness of feeling like, oh, I'm too tired or I don't want to like spend time with the Lord right now um, is just that nothing is better than like the like what comes from reading the Bible And so I just have, like, a little note in my Bible that just says, like, nothing is better. And that has really just, like, helped me um, just with, like, my Bible reading and just staying more consistent with it. And especially just, like, even, like, with getting up early, um, like, just, like, 20 minutes extra of sleep, like, the Lord is so much better than getting 20 extra minutes of sleep. And, yes, like, sleep is important, but just, like, ultimately— it's just like so much better. So, yeah, that's been really encouraging to me this year. So good. I would say don't read the Bible alone.
3: The best accountability I've ever had in my life was my best friend in college. And what we would do is we would send pictures of our journals to one another every day. And so you couldn't fake it. It wasn't like, oh, did you read? Yeah. Oh, did. You, yeah. you. Okay, great. We both did it. You had to show... Here's what I read. Show your work. Yeah, show your work. Here's what I read. Here are my notes. Here's what God taught me. Here's how you can help hold me accountable to to respond. And it was so effective because we both needed the accountability. It wasn't like she was my mom nagging me to read my Bible or something, like something like that. We both wanted it. And so when you're doing life with other believers who have the same goal, it's so much easier to consistently hold each other accountable and and grow like that friendship grew because we were talking about God's word more. So don't do it alone.
0: Yeah. I love all of those. Um, As you are sharing that, I I, I did that too in my, in my community group uh, before I was married, where we would send pictures of what we read um, to each other, to hold each other accountable. Um, And now really the holding each other accountable looks like um, when me and the other guys in my community group meet, we share, you know, what we're learning and what what we're studying in Mm -hmm. God's word. And so I love that. I, the reminder of the, um, you know, doing it in community, I always am in the same place. Uh, I have a little desk in the corner of my son's playroom. It was supposed to be a man cave, but now mm. it 's just a children's <laughs> playroom that happens. I have my desk in there stuff. I always sit there and spend time um, in the morning uh, so y'all 's advice is so good the thing the only thing I would encourage listeners with is don't be afraid to um, uh, if some if if a rhythm no longer works of, of trying something different. And what I mean by that is, you know, if for a certain season you, you know, you have busy mornings, like don't just go, Oh, well, I can't do it in the morning. So I won't do it at all. Like, what's your, what what's your alternative? Maybe I'll do it over my lunch break or maybe I'll do it at, 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 at night before bed. And so the, the heart behind that is I think goes back to the beginning when Emma shared of like um, just like we can't survive, a di- you know, our, our days or thrive through our days without food. We, we need even more importantly, spiritual food. And so if you think about yourself, uh, waking up on a certain day and going, "Ah, eh, I don't need food today. And just doing that over and over again, you're starving your, your physical body mm-hmm. of the the nutrients um, required to, to thrive and survive. And, um, and I think way more importantly, when we, when we, um, Don't spend time in God's word. That's what we're doing to our spiritual lives. We're, we're starving ourselves spiritually. And then there, there are just a lot of side effects and consequences that come from that. And it's easy to wonder, man, like, why is this happening to me? Or why am I struggling with this? And there could be a lot of reasons, but maybe I want to press into the audience and just go, maybe one of the reasons that you're struggling is you're just not um, going before the Lord Mm -hmm. and spending time in his word. And, hearing from him and and understanding his love for you um, most clearly represented through his son Jesus and his sacrifice and resurrection. So anyways, any last words y'all have? Oh, I
3: feel great. That's amazing.
0: Awesome. Well guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. We'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.